I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Baby, it's cold outside. The evening has been hoping that you'll so very nice. I'll hold your hands. They're just my mind will start to worry. So there's this dude at the gym, right? Okay, and now I've got to give it to this guy. He, he was a big dude. He was a big unit. He was probably 6'1", six, 6'2", maybe, maybe 6 foot. Wasn't a short guy. Massive across the shoulders, right? This dude was, he was a beast. He was a tank. You've got to give it to him, mate. He was obviously a bodybuilder. He'd been working hard. He was looking good, mate. He was huge. Dude, his shoulders were massive, and, you know, he'd be, he didn't skip leg days either. This guy was, was a proper-looking bodybuilder, dude, Okay. And, and I can and appreciate the hard work that he's put in, you know, and all the time and effort he's put into the gym, and you know, his, his, his diet must be on point, his recovery and everything like that, right? He's working hard. But what I can't get down with is the fact that this dude, between every set, between every set, like he took over the whole rack. He was one of those guys that's using like four different parts of the uh, the the um, pulley machine rack at a time, <clears throat> whatever. He's got his work to do. After every single set, he'd walk into the middle area of the gym, the, the common area where all the bags and shit are, and pose in front of the mirror, grab his phone, take a few photos of himself, pull his, pull his shirt tighter across his, across his, you know, like pull his shirt down from the, to show his like pecs and everything, stood out and, and get in a few different angles and walk, you know, turn around, look at himself from different angles and shit like that. In a public mirror, man, in a public mirror. And then he'd come back and do another set and looking at himself in the mirror as well not making eye contact with anyone in the gym and just, and just again going back into the middle room and posing again and sussing himself out. And it's just like, dude, are you for real? There's people that, that this is a real person. There's people like this. You, you know that there's people like this. You, you know that there's dudes doing that sort of shit, but to just be there when someone's like fully doing that for real uh, in the middle of the gym, in the public area and shit, it's, it's, it was rough. It was rough, man. It's like, don't be like... Don't be such a douchebag. What goes on in your head? What goes on in your head when you're just like, oh, yeah, I'll just do a set, storm over the mirror, pose myself again, do twist around, look at me muscles and pump myself up. Yeah, this is normal. This is a normal thing to do. Can't you wait till you, till you, till you finish your workout and go into the, the bathroom or at least and, and kind of do your little poses and take some photos and shit in there? Like... Have some, have some, oh, have some shame. Have some sort of decorum about yourself, like... So that was uh, that was a dude that was at the gym the other day, and I just thought, mate, you gotta, I just you know, you, you know that, that that these dudes are out there, but to to be two foot away from my fella doing that shit in the mirrors at the public gym, public mirror at the gym, just disgusting, bloody disgusting. Anyway, he was a big, he was a big, he was a big fella. So uh, it's episode number 98 of the Average Man Podcast. And if you think that you just came in halfway through the episode there because I was just talking uh, as if we were already on the subject, well, you didn't. That's just how I decided to start the episode this week. Baby, it's cold outside. That that was a rendition of that song by Nathaniel Radcliffe, who's like a sort of like a, I don't know, I don't know if he's country. It's like, it's like country, bluesy, folky kind of. Um, artist, um, every man and his dog's done that Sinatra um, song over the, 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 you know, over the years. Um, but I thought it was very apt because, uh, yeah, I mean, it's super cold outside, man. Like, again, again, today's Sunday, the 27th, I think it is. 
Um, so, you know, late June, this should be the golden golden period for us. This should be absolutely beautiful bloody weather. Everyone should be out camping and fishing and no wind and just like 25, 26 degrees every single day. It should be absolutely mint. And it's cold. It's cold and overcast again. It was raining and it pissed down raining like six days ago on Monday. Uh, um, it's been freezing in the mornings and the evenings, like, you know, below nine degrees some mornings. The days, we've had a couple of all right days, but then the wind blows up. So we, basically, what this big moan is about is we're being, we're being, damn it, I hope you can hear me bang my fist there. We're being ripped off our winter, man. We put up with, we put up with the summers in this joint because we get rewarded with our perfect winters. And we're not getting the good winter. We're not getting it. We, we, we missed out on a whole month of it so far, which is a precious time where people can be out camping and fishing and just loving it and, and, and. Yeah, Headland is not showing off what it's got at the moment, which could be a, be a blessing in disguise now that I'm thinking about it because the amount of people on the road and caravans and, uh, you know, the grey nomads, and, and I think it's actually not just grey nomads this year. There's full-blown families travelling traveling around. You see them, like, they're all doing it this year, obviously, because, you know, we can't go overseas easily without self-quarantining. And, and last year, no one got to go anywhere and spend any of their money. So people are doing their big trips now, this year, and, and they're doing them um, – Around, around Oz, which is cool. <clears throat> so you get full families and, and shit like that who are going around too, and, and then they're all the grey nomads and they're everywhere. But maybe it's good that they they don't see how, how our weather is in the middle of the year so that we're not going to get – no, it doesn't work like that. I'm talking shit. It doesn't matter. No one's going to come and move to Headland just because of our winters. It's nice to show off what we've got, and and uh, Headland's not putting it on this year. It's just not. It's It's been an odd, odd time. And again, Headland's one of those places where it's acceptable to talk about the weather here. It's not just small talk because it's extreme weather conditions. So it's actually something that you know that you can discuss. We've got cyclones. We've got ridiculous heat that people drop and have seizures in and shit every single year. It d deteriorates your, your your plastic and and you know materials that are left out in the sun for too long. And I had a bike um, that I didn't have in a shed a couple of summers ago. I left it outside for one summer for like three months. I went to go pump the tires up and use it in like March or April and the spokes just fell off. They just like the, the, my, the, the, the aluminium around the spokes had just sort of deteriorated and they just, the spokes just fell off the thing. I was like, man, it was just three months sitting in the weather. That's what happened. And then the rubber was all screwed on the tires and shit too. As you know, like if you have the tire sitting on the back of your car, like I do without a tire cover on for too long there or on your roof rack or whatever, they just deteriorate, man. It doesn't take too long. You gotta, you gotta have that shit covered or, or being used. Uh, so, you know, we're allowed a small talk about weather in Headland and, and the fact that we're not getting our winter is bloody, like, it's, it's, a, it's a disgrace. We're putting the hard yards, we're waiting for our reward, which is our beautiful winter, maybe four months of great weather, and then we're not, we're not getting it. So who knows what's going on with that? Um, I mean, for me personally, it hasn't been a big deal because I'm, I'm not ready to go camping yet. I'm in the middle of still transitioning from the camper trailer over to the caravan. I've actually been doing work on the caravan lately, which is good. I'm seeing that start to move now. I still haven't sold the bloody camper trailer, which I'm, I'm a bit spewing about. It's been on sale since like uh, the start of April, since since Easter. Um, no takers on it yet. Maybe I'll have to bring the bloody price down a bit, but it is in line with what things are going for in, in that in in the range that, that you know that 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 camper trailer is. I'm definitely in, in line with the the prices I see online, but that doesn't mean they're selling, does it? I don't know what's selling, what's not. 
mine's not selling, I know that much. So we're in that transition period, so I haven't been out camping uh, at all this year. Um, and, you know, it's, it's been nice to have a bit of rain, but, it's, but you kind of wouldn't mind having a bit of rain if it was good in between. Like if we're getting that perfect weather for a week or two and then a couple of days where it's overcast and rainy and keep all the keep the, the water holes full and keep all the grass and everything and, you know, green around the place because it is super green around at the moment and there is water everywhere. But we're just not getting the good weather in between, man. And I do want to start going camping probably ended near the end of July. So who knows? Maybe it's a an off-kilter uh, season for us and July and August are both really good and maybe even September is still acceptable, you know. So um, who knows? We'll see how that all – how it pans out this year. But we definitely had a bit of a weird patchy summer too, didn't we? Like we had a proper wet season um, and we had some – yeah, it, it wasn't just full-flogged 40 degrees – um, 78% humidity every single day for like four months. So we had a, f- a couple of little uh, periods of respite from that through the summer. So I guess it's a weird a weird time. But you speak to people and I've been speaking to people who've been here their whole lives or have been here for 20 plus years and they're saying, no, this is not uh, a usual uh, headland winter at all. We're not – this is just not the way it normally goes for us. So who knows, man? It's a weird, weird, weird time. And maybe we don't know the climate here as well as we think we do because, I mean, yeah, we we tend to ha- have our 50 to 100-year cycle of climate in a certain area and then we think that's it, done, dusted. We know what this joint does now. But, you know, maybe there's a bigger cycle at play and we're going through a phase of that. Who bloody knows, mate? Maybe the wheels are falling off because of fucking uh, global warming and all that sort of shit. I'm sure there's people with their ideas on, on that. I wouldn't have a clue because I'm just an average man, an average bloke. My job isn't to uh, in, in uh, isn't to actually give you any real insight into scientific fucking research and what the fuck's going on with the climate. My job is to just sit here and talk shit and uh, hopefully entertain people. So that's what I'll do, and I'll let other people who know what they're talking about go into the real reasons why it's a weird fucking year this year. I know it was an El Nina or La Nina, whatever, last year. So maybe that's it. Maybe this is what you get on the back of a La Nina year. Is it La Nina? Is it El Nino and then La Nina or is it El Nina? I don't know. Again, I don't fucking know. I don't know these things. I just talk shit and hopefully most of what I say makes sense and is uh, has some bearing in truth. Um, that's all I got to do. Yeah, that's all I got to do, I reckon. Yeah. Look, I'm uh, feeling a bit better now, but hungover as fuck, really. Uh, had too many whiskeys around the fire last night, uh, which I said I wasn't going to do. We, My brother and my mate Dino come around and we were having a few beers and a couple of rums. Uh, my boy slept over at his mate's house last night, first sleep over at a friend's house ever, which is like he's two years older than his sister and she's already done her first sleep over at a friend's house. So he's behind the eight ball on that one. But he did. He had his first sleep over last night and they went to the fun fair and got some photos of them all looking happy and cute. So he had a good night. Heidi had a big play date at her friend's house yesterday. So she came home and was knackered. She crashed early on the couch, like 6, 6.30 or something like that. So I put her in bed, chucked her in my bed because mum's away as well. She's down in Perth. So just me and Heidi um, home together last night and this morning. Uh, put her in bed and then uh, had me, me brother and me mate around for a few beers around the fireplace, a couple of rums. 
And we were talking shit, getting all political and, you know, not so much political, but talking about the whole state of the, you know, the world at the moment and closures and um, lockdowns and quarantines and, and how our government's handled the COVID situation. And really, again, same thing as I do on this podcast with three blokes who, you know, have no, uh, uh, no skin in the game talking shit about how other people are handling situations. Um, and I have a super controversial sort of take on, on that. Not super controversial, but I think it's a little bit, um, a little bit aside of what maybe the – I don't even know if it's the normal uh, point of view because I speak to a lot of people who, who have the same point of view as me, but I'm, I'm definitely not on the conservative side of this whole thing. Uh, I'm the kind of guy that thinks, look, yeah, we didn't know what the fuck was going on at first. We took all the desperate measures and, and that because we were worried about our hospital system being overwhelmed and we didn't know how many people were going to die from this thing and how far you know, and quickly it was going to spread and I get all that. It was sold to us that our – the health system wasn't going to be able to cope with the amount of people that went in there. But I'm also the kind of person that thinks that now we know a lot more about it. Now there's vaccines that are getting out there. We need to talk about getting to a, an acceptable number of vaccinated adults in Australia than then discussing the acceptable amount of casualties related to COVID-19 that we can accept as a country because we accept casualties for the flu and other um, other viruses and unhealth related issues in this country we accept that we accept that death toll as as, as part of the everyday the norm of society hey look we accept that people die of lung cancer and we still sell them cigarettes okay so you know you tell them what the risks are and then they want to buy them and smoke them then you know x amount of people are going to die from emphysema and lung cancer and shit like that every single year we accept it right because they've been given the information we're adults um we can then make our own decisions based on on that information. As long as that hospital systems aren't going to get overwhelmed and everyone's you know every second person's going to die and all that sort of shit, we get to a point where we go, okay, vaccinations are out there. We know a lot about this virus now. Yeah, there's variants and there's the Indian variation coming and all this hoobla, but it's not what we thought it was going to be. We've got it under control where. Yeah, we can handle it. Our medical system can handle it now. There's vaccinations going out. When are we going to say? This amount of people, seventy percent of the adults in the country vaccinated. I just pulled that number out of my ass. Um, you know, five hundred deaths a year, or whatever it is, four hundred deaths a year related to. I mean, there's like nine hundred deaths in two thousand and nineteen from the from the flu. So, so what's the acceptable number of deaths and casualties related to COVID nineteen that we're going to accept? Where we can go, okay. Time to open this bitch back up. Let's get on with it, man. Like, where is that number? Where is that conversation? Why can't we not have that conversation? A lot of people just want to be, no, 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 no. Yeah, someone gets the sniffles, shut the whole state down. Like, we don't want that COVID, you know. And I understand our government, uh, our states handled it a lot better than the other states. Um, we also have the, the luxury of, of space. We're also spread out over here. There's not, we're not the hubbub that, you know, Sydney, Melbourne um, and, and Brisbane are. So it's a lot easier for us as well on the other side of the country here. But I just think that at some stage we need to go, okay, this is like we've got this underhand, uh, we've got this in hand now, this vaccination, this, you know, this is, the, this is the score, this is how many people are probably going to be you know, affected by it and these are the numbers. Are you as Australians, are you happy to start opening shit up? You know, you're still going to have to have precautions, I get that. If you want to fly out of the country and fly back in, you're going to have to get a COVID test, you can get those quick turnaround ones now. You don't need a va- you don't need a, a, a self isolate for two weeks. Like even if they wanted to impose something like a three day isolation while you wait for their second test result or something like that, something that's a little more realistic. Like come on, let's just do something. Let's make a plan and, and get on with it. And that's a bit of a controversial point of view sometimes. So we were, had some heated discussions around that. Um, but the point of that whole little spiel was that ten thirty came around and my brother said, "That's it. 
I'm wrapping up. He called Stumps and, and hopped up and started cruising on, stumbling on home. And I said, yeah, 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 10.30, good time to pull the plug on it. Let's, let's go to bed. And then just as I was sort of starting to wrap it up, Dino goes, oh, we'll just have, we'll just have one more whiskey, eh? We'll just have one whiskey. We hadn't had any whiskeys yet. He goes, we'll just have one whiskey. I said, yeah, yeah, we'll just have one whiskey. Two hours later and like three or four whiskeys down, we oh, stumbled off to bed at like 12.30 or some shit. And just, oh, man, woke up. Banging headache this morning, dry mouth, a bit like getting dizzy, just that disoriented um, sort of head spin when I move too quickly and shit. Here's a question for you. Is it disoriented or disorientated? I always wonder that. Disoriented. Disoriented or are you disorientated? I'm not sure. Orientation is like when you show people around the place, like orientation day at, at school or whatever. So do you get disorientated or do you just get disoriented? We'll have to Google that one. I'm sure someone will listen to this and let me know. Um, it's one of those ones that you can say and no one ever really calls you on it. Whether you say you can say in one breath disoriented and then you can say in the next paragraph, yeah, you know, and because I was disorientated and I don't think anyone's going to call you up on it because it's one of those grey areas where there's definitely a right one but no one's really policing that one, are they? There's a few of those little words uh, in the English language where you can kind of just, especially if you kind of mumble over the word a little bit, people are like, I'm not sure if that was right, but they're not going to police you for it. Whereas certain words, you just got to say the right word or people will be like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's not that, that's not a word. So I think you know what I'm talking about. Do you know what I'm talking about? Right. Maybe this, maybe I'm not hungover. Maybe I'm still drunk. No, 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 I'm not drunk. It's been nine, ten hours since I had a drink. I'm fine. So, yeah, I was a little bit rough this morning. Woke up, my beautiful little girl, um, Heidi, in the bed next to me, gorgeous little thing. Um, decided we'd get up and go on a daddy-daughter date because it was just the two of us. So we got her all dressed up in her warm little clothes and got some gorgeous photos of her because she's just the sweetest little buddy angel out. And uh, we went down to the dome, had brekkie together, um, which was cool, cute. Um, she didn't eat bloody half of her food, um, which is pretty standard for her. So I wasted my, my money on her waffles and ice cream and strawberries. Um, she did eat the ice cream, then I did make her eat all the strawberries, but she didn't touch the waffles. Um, brought her squash frog drink home with her, and I had a big veggie, big vegetarian breakfast there. Uh, not because I'm vegetarian, just because I don't like the way they do the bacon there. It's like, it's not the, I like the streaky bacon. They give you the big, um, like the middle bat, the middle rashes, and they don't cook them enough. So you just go the vegetarian breakfast, hot tip, hot tip. Get the vegetarian breakfast at dome, it's better than the, the big breakfast, in my opinion. Uh, I M O, in my opinion, that's the that's the uh, net that's the internet slang for it, isn't it? The internet acronym for it. Um, so, look, I've bitched and moaned about our weather already. Um, yet I'm going down to Perth. <clears throat> I'm going down to Perth in like a week. We're driving down next Saturday. Um, the family for the school holidays because we we tried to book Exmouth for the school holidays. Nah, no go. All taken long, long time ago. Tried to book Broome. Nah, no room for Robinsons here. Uh, we didn't really want to drive anywhere. Like you know, in hindsight, I probably, probably could have done Kununurra. Um, I didn't realise it was the same distance as Perth, but we didn't want to, you know, spend all our money flying to you know. Somewhere else in the state or over, or over, we wouldn't fly anywhere else in the state, but we wouldn't spend all their money flying to Darwin or Queensland or anything like that, you know. So we just wanted to keep it reasonably simple and ended up being Perth was the the easiest ticket for us. 
and it works out because I've got some more of this diploma of building and construction um, courses. I've got another four classroom days down there in the middle of those school holidays. So we'd already planned to go down for the school holidays and, and, then, and that popped up. So um, that worked out really well for us. Um, but yeah, the point of that story is it's, I'm going down to Perth for like two weeks, man, and, and I know it's freezing. It's freezing down there. My wife's down there at the moment. She had to go down for her nan's funeral and I've been yeah, hearing about the, the, the temperatures down there, like two degrees and shit like that in the morning. So not looking forward to that. Not looking forward to that. I am, I am I'm made for the heat. I'm made for walking, walking long distances through the desert and shit. Put me in that situation and I'll, and I'll be fine. But um, the, the, the freezing cold, dark mornings and shit, I'm, uh, my hands don't work properly when I get up at that time of the morning. So not looking forward to the weather, but I am looking forward to seeing family and the kids to see. Because we only ever see family these days like once a year in a big, big group like that. Like where the kids see their cousins and aunties and uncles and nanas and poppers and nanas and pars and all that sort of shit. So we get to see them again and go to the movies and, you know, I love going to a pub for a good pub feed and take the kids to SciTech. I think we're going to do a winery tour out at Swan Valley and probably stay in the city for a few nights with the missus and offload the kids to the in-law, to the, to the rallies. So that's going to be good, man. Everyone's going to have fun. Kids will love it. Um, we just got to put up with the fact that we're in Perth, full of Perth people and shitty weather. But, you know, you got to whinge about something. Whinging about something fills in like, I reckon, a good... 35 to 40 percent of the time I spend on air on this podcast, so it's good filler. It's good filler, you know. It's all light hearted whinging. I don't really give a fuck about the things I whinge about. I honestly don't. I don't really care about the cold. I don't really care about grey nomads everywhere. I don't really care about um, the dude at the gym flexing in the, in the mirror. It's, I just find it all interesting, humorous, uh, something to talk about. So I just fucking waffle on about it for five, five, ten minutes and hope it, um, hope it resonates with some of you all out there. But honestly, I don't really give a fuck. I'm a pretty cruisy um, sort of person. Um, I get annoyed at small things uh, regularly, but nothing really pisses me off to the point where it resonates with me and sticks with me for very long. So, yeah, I'm like a – I'm not a slow burner. I'm a quick flash in the pan kind of guy. Shit pisses me off and then it's gone. You know, it pisses me off and then it's gone rather than like just slowly brewing over it and thinking about it during the day and – so yeah, yeah, not a, not a real stewer or a brewer. Um, look, and and speaking about the 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 people around the place everywhere, um, I, I, they're just absolutely everywhere at the moment. But it's probably a great time for them. As I said, there's green out there. The water holes will be full. Uh, a mate from work went up to Kununurra last week, and and he said that was like they were just wheel to wheel with um with you know car- caravans in all the free camps and shit like that they ended up having someone a uh, friend out there that's got property so they stayed there and were pretty sweet but people are just everywhere they're everywhere man and um my parents will be caravanning up here after we visit them in in july down in the school holidays so they'll be there'll be a couple of the gray nomads coming up as well but um i'm pretty keen on getting my my caravan on the road so we're getting that aircon put in it while I'm while I'm down in Perth, um, then we'll get the batteries sorted when I get back, and we'll be ready for a late. It won't be July, probably a, probably a mid August to late August camping trip, and then test it out. Hopefully, do a couple of those this year. Buy our swags while we're down in Perth as well, so we're ready to to, to do the um, to just go swagging again, like we used to before the kids were born, and they're getting to an age now where we can go out and and do a night or two just in the swag. 
So, but the point of that story was we'll get the caravan ready and tested out, road testing everything so that we can go and, and go for a good run down Denmark again at Christmas time, unless, unless we can go to Bali, but I'm doubting that. So we go down to Denmark at Christmas time again and take our caravan, which will be a good, good, good practice for us for when we start doing the, the big lap around Oz. So we'll get this caravan ready to do, the, to do off the grid trips. Uh, do a few of those, hone our system down a little bit, and then when it's time to to really get serious about this uh, um, trip around Australia, the plan will be to sell that caravan. Hopefully, it's held its value or made some money. On it. It's a '79 or '78 Franklin caravan that I'm putting batteries and an aircon in, so I'm guessing that should probably hold its value or increase a little bit. And that money will go towards the new caravan, the off-roader that we want to buy. And um, yeah, and then do the big trip with a bit of a little bit of experience of, of caravanning under our under our belts, rather than being full blown um, uh, full blown virgins. Uh, the other thing we're going to do is I'm looking at selling the Prado maybe later this year, definitely later this year. Uh, it'd be nice to have it done before Christmas and get a Ute with a canopy on the back and, and start setting that up for for trips as well, so we can get a fridge slide and. Um, you know, you know, a little kitchen, pull out kitchen sort of set up in the back of the canopy and somewhere for the dogs to go and shit like that so that we can be a little bit more self-sufficient when we do go off the grid away from the caravan also. So that's uh that's another um another part of the plan that I'm gonna start implementing soon. And it's just hard finding cars at the moment, everything's bloody expensive. Um flip side of that is I should get good money for the Prado as well so I guess it should work out in the wash um, and I'm sort of leaning towards I was leaning towards Ranger or BT50 or something like that but I just haven't seen any in the price range that I want that, that jump out at me so I'm going to start investigating the um, the Hiluxes because the new Hiluxes I think have got a three and a half thousand ton capacity so towing capacity so they'd be man enough to carry a, a, car, a caravan around so we'll, we'll start looking at that option soon as well. Now the big news is State of Origin Game 2 is on tonight, Sunday night, I know, weird, I don't know why it's on a Sunday night, but it is, um, I'm not sure if I'm going to watch it here with a couple of boys or if I'm going to go over the road to Nikki and Gloria's house, the only problem with that is that i got both the kids while mum's down in Perth, so it might be a little bit much for me to manage both the kids at another person's house with other guests there and keeping them fed and happy and not miserable and actually watch the game, whereas if I just do it at home, I can feed them early and... Um, give them their iPads with a movie on it or something like that in the same room as us and they can just keep themselves busy because it's there on their own turf. So I'm sort of leaning towards that option at the moment. But a couple of guys around here watched this State of Origin. Game three, we flogged Queensland in the first... That's right, I'm a New South Wales supporter. Have been through that whole dry 10-year patch, mate. I was fucking a solid supporter. Um, but we flogged them first game, game one. Absolutely flogged them. The, the, the team that we're running now with the Panthers combination through the middle and these lethal wingers and it's bloody brilliant. Really good team, strong team. I'd like to see a more competitive match, but we definitely want to thump them again. This is, two, this is the second game in Queensland, so if we beat them here now, I, th- I think Suncorp this week, if we beat them at Suncorp, you know, well, all of the season's already, the, the, the series is already a wrap then, but it just really makes a statement that this Queensland, this New South Wales team is legit and we're here for our, for our 10-year dynasty. Yeah, get one back on Queensland because they just made us they just flogged us for, for, yeah, 10 years, man, which was rough to watch. Um, and then the game three will be on while I'm down in Perth, so that'll be good. I get to watch it with the old boy who's a mad keen rugby fan. We normally just sit there and text each other when we're watching big games, um, you know, try for try, play for play, texting sort of back and forth. So it'd be good to sit next to him for game three and, and have a few beers and get right into it. Um, and when I'm down there as well in the uh, in July school holidays is the – Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, game three, uh, game three, fight three, fought the the trilogy fight. McGregor knocked out Poirier like years ago in the first fight. 
Poirier just knocked out McGregor. First time he's ever been knocked out. TKO'd uh, last year. End of last year. Was it all started this year? Might have been started this year, man. Anyway, TKO'd him. I think it was started this year. And now this is the trilogy fight uh, for all the marbles. Can McGregor actually do a proper comeback? He's, this would be the first time he's fought twice in, the, in a calendar year since 2016. So he's getting some consistency back. He's had a loss. He needs to change a few things, stop being such a boxing-heavy fighter that he's been over the last few fights since he trained to box Floyd Mayweather in, in 2016 or 17. Go back to his elusive style, footwork, use a lot more kicks. He got caught with that calf kick that busted him up and and, and, and compromised his mobility, which ended up leading him to get in a bad position and get TKO'd in that, in that second fight with Dustin. So he needs to shore up all those, those holes. He needs to stop training and living on a yacht when he's in fight camp and be serious about it, which it looks like he is doing. He just needs to be in the fucking gym like an animal training. He needs to get that passion, motivation back and really have some octagon time, which he's had a little bit now. He had, he had two rounds or something against Dustin, so... The, it's in the making for a good trilogy fight. I love Dustin Poirier. He's a top dude. He's, you know, the second best lightweight in the world has been for a long time, if not the best now, without Khabib Nurmagomedov being retired. Love the guy. I hope he gets to wear the belt one day. But I want Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor to win. It's a more exciting the options are more exciting if Conor McGregor wins. What does he do next? Where does he go? It's always more exciting when he's on a roll and he's winning and calling the shots because he does exciting shit in the sport and it's unpredictable. So I want to see him get the win in spectacular fashion and go on to do something cool like take the belt back again and then like, no, there's, there's a bunch of options out there for him. But I'm in, I'm in the classroom. I'm in the classroom on the Sunday for this diploma uh, that I'm doing down in Perth on that day with that fight, and I'm pretty sure it's like a mandatory classroom date. So I'm like, oh, I've never missed a Conor McGregor fight in my life. I really don't miss these big fights at all. So I'm going to have to wangle something where I where I stay off social media and don't talk to anybody for that day and don't look at my phone and then watch it later on the afternoon with my old boy when I get home and, and try and watch the whole event from the beginning like five hours later or some shit without getting... Uh, it's spoiled for me, so we'll see how that goes. It's going to be eating away at me while I'm in the in the classroom, I'll tell you that much. But I'm looking forward to that, man. Looking forward to that. should be a good one. Uh, look, mate, that's, we're coming up to, t- to half an hour now, which is sort of where I'm sitting with these at the moment. Um, I think that I think that that's probably, probably pretty much done and dusted for the week. Um, I've got Heidi's got a little friend coming around for a play date soon, so I need to get off here and get this posted and sorted out and then start trying to wangle my house back together because it's been destroyed by kids over the weekend and I'm going to be running around after the monsters today, keeping on top of it as well. So half an hour is a good, a good, um, a good half hour of power. Um, maybe it's cold outside. It bloody well is still. Um, episode number 98 of the Average Man Podcast. Two more episodes until we hit number 100. I'll definitely have a guest on for 100. Um, I haven't had many this year. As anyone who's been listening knows, it's been a bit... Dodgy this year with my consistency. Uh, so I'm just now, I'm really just, this is me kind of on the ropes at the moment with the podcast. So, you know, I'm on the ropes kind of trying to fight through it, keep them coming every two or three weeks and, and keep making sure people are interested and are following. And, and as I get a bit more time up my sleeve and, you know, things, I don't know, you just got to, sometimes in life you're in situations where the your timing and, uh, it, it, things aren't ideal and I'm there at the moment uh, not like anything bad happening in my life just that it, I'm not this year hasn't panned out how I wanted it to I haven't had the time that I've wanted to to do to, to do this thing 
Um, other things have come up, so I'm really just struggling to keep it going, 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 because I've always been of the opinion that when things aren't going well for you in life and you can't, or, or with a task, you're not on task as such, you don't have the consistency that you want, instead of just dropping the ball completely and going, ah, oh, fuck, man, I, oh, I can't do it, you just keep doing what you can, one foot in front of the other, as long as you're moving in some sort of, you know, you're making some effort at moving forward, then when things come back together for you and you pick up the ball again and you run off and your motivation's back and everything's all the pieces aligned for you, you don't have to start from scratch because you kept slogging through it one foot after the other um, during that time period, which is where I'm at with the podcast. I'm still doing it. It's not going how I want it to. Um, I haven't had bloody any guests or many guests at all this year. I'm not doing them regularly. Uh... It's just not – it's very stagnant, but I'm trying to keep it moving now and hopefully people are still enjoying listening to them. So when things do come back into alignment for me, I'm, um, I'm ready to just keep – just to pick it up and run with it and not start from scratch again. So that's where we're at. Baby's Cold Outside, episode number 98. Thanks for listening. Um, share, the, share the podcast. Tell your mates about it. Um, get people onto it. And, um, yeah, I'll speak to you all next time around. Take it easy. Peace.